Welcome, listener, to 2024. May it be a peaceful and happy year for you. And welcome to the Burning Archives, Summer of Civilizations. I am Jeff Rich. This is the Burning Archive podcast where I help you see the world more clearly with some quality world history. And there are all sorts of reasons in 2024 to want to explore all of world history's civilizations and i am going to guide you on that journey through this special summer season of the podcast of 12 or a few more episodes jeff rich i'm talking to you from the southern hemisphere where it is summer but i hope listeners in the northern hemisphere can forgive me and perhaps can uh, get a little bit of vicarious sunshine and warmth from the podcast i guess it might be your winter of civilizations and perhaps that reflects the growing role of the civilizations of the global south as we move into 2024 Uh, i'm coming up to three years of this podcast and i thought this summer there'd be there were some really good reasons to return to the theme of the many diverse civilizations of what some people call the multipolar world we've seen a lot of talk in recent years about the fate of western civilization hanging in the balance we've seen the leader of china xi, xi jinping announcing a global civilizations initiative we've seen russia declare itself a civilization state in its foreign policy and india celebrate the civilizational achievements of Bharat. We've also heard many tropes, good and bad, of civilization as opposed to barbarism or or something else. And there is also just a lot of curiosity about what is a multipolar world really like? What does it really mean to live in a world where there's more equal relationships and more equanimity between not just the powers of Western civilization, but all the other civilizations of the world as well? And what's more, in uh, there is an abiding interest in this concept of civilization. What what makes us makes us feel that all the countries of what's part of the west are part of a single civilization that we have to defend or give up on or or transcend perhaps and and that i think is often one of the best ways into exploring history civilizations intriguing as grand stories it's big themes it's the big issues of history and what's more in 2024 the game civilization is expected to be releasing its seventh edition civ 7 that's right is rumored or reported or claimed to be coming out in 2024 so if you're preparing for that momentous moment in uh, the life of any avid computer gamer then you may also be wanting to 
explore the history of real civilizations and the diverse history and perhaps even compare how the presentation of civilizations in the game relates to their real, real history. So I'm reaching back to some earlier podcasts I did in 2022 that uh, look at the history of civilizations. One of the problems with looking at the history of civilizations is so much has been written about them. But fortunately, I knew of a guide in the form of one great book, one great history book, written by the historian Felipe Fernandez Amesto, who I had the pleasure and the privilege to interview uh, late last year on the podcast. One book, Civilizations, that can offer you a creative, accessible, imaginative, and in many ways quite delightful, uh, generous world tour of the history of the world's civilizations. His book, Civilizations, uh, has that theme, and it's very important that he expresses it in the plural. There are more than one way skin a cat and there is more than one way to lead a civilized life and if you'd like to explore the history of civilizations more and also to go on the journey through the history of the world's civilizations that enormous journey in a achievable simple compressed form by reading through a single book with me and discussing it more i'm going to be offering a very special program starting in february where i take you through the ideas the concepts and the history of the civilization the the, the history of civilization as uh, articulated from Felipe Fernandez of Mesto's book and I'll give you a little bit more information about that new special program but you can join up now it's going to be starting in February but you can sign up now or join a mailing list by going to courses c-o-u-r-s-e-s dot jeff rich writer or one word j-e-double-f-r-i-c-h-w-r-i-t-e-r dot and I'll add a little bit more details about that now but why don't you sit back and relax maybe uh, enter that URL into your website now and let us begin where I began approximately two years ago with a curious question about the history the idea and the game civilization Today on the Burning Archive, as we are welcomed by the music Three Great Rivers from the game Civilization V, we're talking about the game Civilization and what exactly is the cradle of Civilization. The game Civilization presents the player with the opportunity to found and lead a civilization from the dawn of time. If successful, the player will experience the ultimate triumph of human ingenuity, 
space travel to replant your civilization on a near another galaxy, or if they choose that route, world domination by means of war, diplomacy, or cultural influence. If unsuccessful, the player will know the humiliation of a defeated, fallen empire as a greater civilization captures and destroys all that they have built. It is the game that first really got me playing computer games and that I've played many, many times since the early 1990s. It's the ultimate game about history. But what really lies behind the concept of civilization? That is the question for today's Burning Archive. Uh, fabulous music and thank you to the producers of Civilization 5 for allowing me to borrow their uh, gorgeous music really um, representing Chinese civilization, I guess, one of the first cradles of civilization. To start up this episode, this is going to be quite a episode. I'm actually going to be breaking this one up into three episodes because the game Civilization is a monumental game in Important in the history of computer games. Uh, I guess important in my own lived experience of playing computer games uh, since I played it uh, quite a bit since the early 1990s. Since I think indeed Civilization 1, not so much in recent times, but my son Isaac Rich, who did ask me a question about Civilization, has been known from time to time to win the game on deity level, something that is beyond uh, my reach, I'm afraid, as a civilization player. But today I do want to explore the concept of civilization, which although it is, it's, it, there's a majesty in a, that is conveyed in the game, civilization about uh, the idea of civilization it's the great entryway into the grand sweep of history and the big 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 themes of history over long periods and across the whole world uh, civilization is a word or a concept that despite the fame and the fun of the game has something of a tarnished past and especially when uh, civilization is compared to something barbarian or something primitive. It has been used a few too many times, perhaps by people who wish to dominate the world in real life, not just those who wish to play at being a deity in a computer game. So is the concept of civilization useful for thinking about history? Uh, rather than designing computer games, what do people mean by the cradle of civilization? And this episode is uh, prompted by a question that Isaac Rich asked in episode 32 of the Burning Archive. This archive is for the players. And it's such, such a big question that what I'm going to do is actually divide this question 
into three parts, no less. And today we're talking about the concepts, or in this episode we're talking the concepts and cradles of civilization. And then the next episode we're talking about uh, civilizations in different environments in different parts of the globe. And the emphasis there is on the plural, civilizations. And then finally we're going to talk a bit about decay, progress and narratives of civilizations. Uh, do they have a natural life? Uh, an organic life and a rhythm of rise and fall like empires. Okay, so let's first of all listen to the question that Isaac posed to me about six months ago back in episode 32. This archive is for the players. Uh, Again, it was one of a set of questions that I've been answering over recent episodes are all against the theme of computer games. Uh, from a game called Civilization, which is a series, I guess an empire-building game, a turn-based strategy game. I, was, I wanted to take something from, from Civ, as some call it, um, but I wasn't sure what direction to go with because I guess the idea with Civilization is that there are a lot you, you kind of almost try and recreate the histories or the kind of strategic dynamics of lots of different cultural histories or or kind of societies so as a way of trying to bring that a little bit all into one thing I want to know because this is a term that I think has come up throughout my study every now and then what is the cradle of civilization does that just refer to I believe it's called Mesopotamia which is sort of the Middle East the kind of upper Nile region where a lot of big ancient civilizations originated is it a broader term is it is it a sort of official historical term or is it just something that people kind of say informally so what uh, is the cradle of civilization and is it mesopotamia the nile delta i guess one often calls the middle east these days uh that area of southwest asia where, you know, Babylon and Egyptian and uh, ultimately Greek, Roman sort of civilization evolved from and what is uh, contained in the concept of cradle of civilization or indeed the concept of civilization itself. Is it, uh, what's, I guess, some of the ideas in history about that and how are people thinking perhaps differently about that to the kind of uh, ideas that get passed down in sort of school teaching of history or indeed in games like civilization that's what i'm going to be talking about today and i'm uh, going to be talking about it very much with the assumption that there's not a civilization, but there are many civilizations. And that is the title of a terrific book by one of my favorite historians, Felipe Fernandez Armesto, which I'm going to be discussing in depth to some degree in both this episode and the next, and even perhaps the one after that. Uh, So we're going to have a bit of a 
feast of civilizations, but in a way also find some surprising connections to all sorts of things, including climate change in this question. So first of all, let's just talk about the idea of civilization that is presented by the game Civilization. The most direct answer to Isaac's question about cradles of civilization is simple enough. The cradles of civilization are those fertile valleys, particularly uh, fertile river valleys and starting points of the big technology tree that one finds in uh, all the tree, this evolving tree, evolving system of civilization that you find in the game, civilization, and in many uh, historical accounts, especially the tree that leads from the river valleys of Mesopotamia and Egypt to Western civilization of Rome and Greece and Europe and America and even far, far, far away Australia, uh, perhaps, and also to some degree in more Catholic or more uh, accepting or more more broad-minded theories of civilization. Also, the great river valleys of uh, the Yellow and Yangtze rivers in eastern China. And I'll say a little bit more directly about those cradles of civilization and what current historical scholarship has to say about them uh, later in the show. But I also just wanted to pick up that the idea of just one or two cradles or cradle of civilization uh, of one defining and dominant civilization is very much tied to an assumption that one kind of civilization is a little bit special uh, beyond the kind of preference we all might have for our own familiar uh, cultural symbols, and that that civiliza- civilization develops like a child from a cradle or an organism, a, a big tree from a seed, uh, climbs a ladder of progress and bends the arc of history towards justice, science, technology, and uh, all the good things in life. Uh, And that is very much the idea that is embedded in the game of civilization. Civilization, the game, is a story of ever-reaching ascent, uh, fundamentally a story of progress and development, which, provided you played a game on a low enough difficulty level, you're unlikely ever to see a major catastrophe of your your civilization being destroyed by war, chance, climate, or catastrophe of one sort or another. And it was an idea the designers of the game, principally Sid Meier, uh, took from the histories that they consulted and the ideas embedded in atlases and popular histories of, uh, you know, the growth of civilization, of archaeology, of uh, the, the, all the great empires they consulted in designing the game. The history of the game itself is quite interesting because it is an important game in the history of gaming. It 
to some degree defined a certain uh, real-time strategy uh, or, or turn-taking strategy game. And it also fostered a whole community of online user-generated content and suggestions for the design of the game. But it was not designed uh, by historians. It was designed by computer nerds, I guess, who also had a bit of a training in natural systems and science, mathematics, and they very much borrowed some of those, you know, inherited historical ideas, I guess, like Isaac articulated about the cradle of civilization being Mesopotamia and that the pathway of civilization flows through writing and horseback riding and you know, pottery and there's uh, all that sort of thing and there's an optimal path for that development. There's a a few little essays online about the history of the game, uh, one of which reports that Sid Maher, the designer of the game, very much approached the game with models from science and natural systems. He had no training as an historian and just consulted various historical atlases to embed a developmental path that worked with the needs of a game but which he also wanted at least to try to keep reasonably open with not too many predeterminations and it's been said of the game that it imagines the history and future of humanity as one defined by the contest of discrete civilizations ideologies including capitalism and communism come and go but the rise and fall of competing civilizations is eternal and that in itself is also a bit of a historiographical tradition that we will uh, return to over time the game got more and more sophisticated not just visually but also conceptually there was a little bit more cultural diversity and recognition i guess of different uh, kinds of cultural achievements and and also human achievements you end up being able to win the game not just through military conquest or space travel but also through diplomatic victories, cultural victories uh, and whatnot. And you also encounter not just rival civilizations, but city-states and there are all sorts of uh, more complex social and historical dynamics that you need to uh, factor into the game. So it's, I guess it's easy to be critical and say civilization is just representing a tired old uh, image of uh, civilization and there is certainly bias built into the game. But I think the other thing that they certainly built into the game was just the enchantment that uh, many of us experience in reliving uh, history in that way and also trying to uh, think about the big big grand themes of history just why is it that uh, large groups of people uh, who might even be uh, organized in different nations uh, share a common civilization perhaps and uh, how do they interact with others around the world and what is it like to reach the limits of one's achievement in a civilization or perhaps to transcend those limits constantly. I think in some way, you know, civilization 
is a wonderful introduction to the appeal of universal or global world history. Um, some people have even talked concepts of big history and deep history. Trying to look at history not just in terms of you know what's happened over the last 100 or 200 years but try to look at the big sweep of history over thousands, tens of thousands, millions of years and what are some of the patterns and underlying driving forces behind all that. Uh, I think it's, it's fascinating and by putting the player in charge of the dynamics of, uh, you know, building and choosing technologies and research and military strategy and diplomacy, uh, you kind of uh, build up a sense of empathy and uh, understanding of what it's like and just how complex all of those interactions can be how easy it is for civilizations to make uh, fatal mistakes, at least if they play on a deity level difficulty in civilization. Uh, Sid Meier, in fact, said, you know, of the term civilization, it has a grander feeling to it than other words. It hangs this shining light out there into the future. It's a stronger and more evocative word than race or tribe or nation. So I hope you enjoyed that introduction to civilizations through uh, the experience of playing the game Civilization. There's a lot to learn. There's also some things there that perhaps need to be unlearned about the idea, the history of civilization. And I will be talking more about the complex uh, story of the idea of civilization in the next episode. But as I said at the start of the show, I'm also setting up a special program. You could call it a course, you could call it a discussion club, a history reading club. Let me know if you've got a better name for the program. But uh, I'm starting off with uh, a guide to the history of civilizations by reading just one book, Felipe Fernandez Amesto. If you do this program with me, you'll be better informed about the history and the diversity and the curious imaginative experiences of humans all around the world in terms of achieving civilizational achievements than, I don't know, let's say 90 95% of the population. So if you'd like to do that, you can uh, sign up to either a mailing list or even purchase early access to the program now uh, by going to courses, that's C-O-U-R-S-E-S dot Jeff Rich Writer, J-E-F-F-R-I-C-H-W-R-I-T-E-R dot Com and you'll get all the information there. I'd love to uh, see you. Uh, uh, the The program uh, I'm intending will have uh, a mix of learning materials, but it will focus on simplifying a way into the 
best quality world history for people who are curious, whether you're curious about geopolitics or you're curious about traveling the world or you're just curious about connecting the dots between all the things uh, that you've learnt about the incredibly amazing diverse world that we live in and how it's changing then this will be a great program for you and I think it will help take you through to a deeper insight to help see the world more clearly more compassionately and I think more creatively uh, with the benefit of some really quality world history and I think have a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh and a bit of companionship along the way because reading some of those long history books can be a bit of a task and it's a lot easier if you're not doing it all by yourself so do check that out courses.jeffrichwriter.com and i'm really looking forward to you joining me on the journey and next week we will be exploring on the podcast as a bit of a foretaste of this uh, the program on the history of civilizations the summer of civilizations we'll be exploring more about the different ideas of civilizations that historians and thinkers have employed over the years i hope you can join me there and then and i hope you can join me on the course program uh, until then this is jeff rich signing out from the burning archive